What's up, guys? It's Nick Lee. Today I have Mark Hall on the podcast for you. We were teammates in college, obviously a couple-time national champion and an all-around amazing guy. He currently coaches at UPenn, and we dive deep into the recruiting process and what college coaches are looking for if you're interested in uh, wrestling in college. So this is a great one for young wrestlers. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. If you want to support the podcast, the biggest thing you can do is share it with a friend. Also, go ahead and go to wakia.store. That's W-A-K-I-N-Y-A-N.store. We just released the B1 joggers. They're awesome. They're only $29. They're breathable, flexible, fashionable. I mean, what else could you ask for? And they don't break the bank. Uh, with that, uh, with all with all that said, enjoy the podcast. <laughs> So we're going right now, but I'll crop it, whatever. But still, the guy, the yeah. Oliver Anthony. Yeah. Dude, crazy. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. I'm but, happy you showed me that because I've been I've been listening to that kind of music. Uh, who else is like that? Who's the guy that Greg likes? Um, uh, ooh, what's that guy's you name? Know, you know what it's, it's the called? The Devil Wears a Suit and Tie? Uh, Kobe... Colton, Colton, Culture Wall, Culture, yeah, yeah, Culture Wall, yeah, yeah. You know what that kind of is? It's it's called Appalachian country, Appalachian. South it, country. It's definitely like Appalachia. Yeah, but it screams Appalachia. But like that guy <laughs> and the Culture Wall and this guy specifically, Oliver Anthony. His songs are not just like they're about something, and everyone knows what they're about. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he's definitely speaking to. It went crazy viral. And so it's definitely resonating with a particular group of people yeah. that like feel like they're screwed by the system. Yeah. Right? And what's crazy is everyone kind of agrees they're getting screwed by the system and no one's like, Well, we should change the system. Like Yeah. It's yeah. wild. And yeah, I mean I like the I'm I'm like an impartial guy. Mm-hmm. So like I I don't really think about like oh I'm being screwed by the system, but I also I'm not thinking like Oh, the system's helping me. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's just who's it's beyond my brainwave. Yeah. You know, I want to know who the people are that are out there <laughs> that sit down at home and like think about. They sit down and they have their dinner and they're like, "Man, I'm really grateful that the government's looking out for me." <laughs> like, no one. Everyone's like, every single person I can think of is like, I hope the government didn't come after me. Like, yeah. if anything, if you think about the government, that's what it is. It's never in a positive way. Yeah. No, that's fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I can see, like, if people are on food stamps and stuff and they're getting welfare, like, understandable. If But but that's not necessarily the government. That's more so your community paying into a pool that's helping you out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Like I said, I well, here is one thing. I come from, like, I'm like a low I would say I would say my my parents are like lower middle class we definitely had like yeah. we definitely had like I had everything I ever needed but not not because of like like they worked really hard for the money that they yeah had. and it was never like this is just like how I was brought up like I never it's interesting I like talking to you about it because I've never talked about it yeah you know what I mean I never, For sure. had, uh, I never, it was, it was always like, I mean, I say this a lot, but it's not like, like when I say it is what it is, like, yeah, straight up, like, that's kind of how like life has been for me. Like it is what it is. Like, yeah, 
it's interesting because we're both it is what it is people but about different kinds of things yeah you know what i mean yeah for me it'll be like um i'll break my ankle and i'll just be like oh it is what it is man Mm -hmm. but then for this kind of stuff i obviously think about uh like politics and this stuff a lot yeah but yeah it's uh, people don't talk about it or yeah it is what it is i guess is something but yeah and well, in um, that aspect i'm more of like a follower like when like i like to listen to it yeah and kind of kind of make uh make um decisions based off what i yeah what i hear from people and that's what's crazy these days is um based on who you're listening to like if you listen to media you're just getting like mm. false information. Mm-hmm. And I actually have been. I've been yeah. very. And and I used to like, think I used to think that it was just the like a particular media outlets that were giving me false information. And then I realized, wait a second, but these other media outlets they're just telling me what I want to hear. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, wait, everyone's giving me false information. How much How much different has your has your Twitter been since Elon? Elon Musk is taking over. Alright, well, first off, like... Is this like a can of worms to open? If you want to, you can. But. Kind of. I'm still locked out of my Twitter. Since oh. I since I tried, I've been locked out of my Twitter. I've, I've filed multiple support requests. And I've gotten nothing. I've gotten no response. Was this... was this You got locked out before he took over? Or you got locked, I got locked out before it went to X. I got locked out whenever I was in Hungary a month ago. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been able to get back in. I haven't gotten any... And it was in the middle of them moving it from Twitter to X mm. and I haven't gotten back in. So I think I'm just done with Twitter. Okay. Cause I can't get back in. Yeah. But well, dude, you should try X. You can be done with Twitter. Like, dude, we're done with Twitter. <laughs> we'll see bro. Okay. <laughs> but I, yeah, I mean, I, um, like since Elon Musk took over, I, that's actually what made me rejoin Twitter was that Elon Musk was there mm-hmm. and I figured, okay. I, Cause I'm a, when it comes to a platform like Twitter, you neither need to, let everyone say anything they want or have very clear rules of the road, mm-hmm. right? And so that's what I didn't like about it before is they were 100% censoring people Censor, yeah, yeah, yeah. with a certain political view. Yeah. And just say that. Just say you're going to censor people that yeah. say these things because we don't like them. Okay, yeah. that, you, those people are probably more likely to use your platform versus whenever yeah. you're shadow banning them and stuff. And then when Elon bought it, I was like, okay – I'll give it a try and um yeah and then I so it was a little different for sure. I yeah. was more willing to kind of tweet about what I think, but it's crazy to me that I had to even worry about tweeting what I think. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. When I'm on so like they have like the they have like the for you tab and the following tab. Uh-huh. When I'm on my following tab, it's all like people that I know obviously that mm-hmm. I follow. And then when I'm on my for you tab, like I'm learning things about people that like things about people or like situations that like um i didn't even ask for like, i know <laughs> man know, like, dude it's terrifying mm-hmm. what social media companies put in front of your face tiktok specifically mm-hmm. whenever you look at the difference between the for you page in america and the for you page in china for you page in america you got uh 16 year old girls like in <laughs> no clothes yep. and you got um yep. Uh, there's this one TikTok that came out where it's this girl and she's like kind of a white girl, blonde hair. And it's basically, she'll put this, she picks up a ring, like a ring for marriage and she puts it near her finger. And then it's the, it, it flashes into 
her visions of being married and it's like washing dishes and cleaning and carrying around a baby in like a negative light mm-hmm. and then she puts it down and she's like okay i'm not getting married but then in the background you see it's a lot of like uh chinese people and so the theory was okay well is this a chinese like psyop to get people to not want to get married mm-hmm. right and, and people are saying yes but then you see the for you page in china and it's kids achieving things learning about math science blah 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 mm. completely different and it's 100 percent a tool to poison you can't you cannot convince me that tiktok is not poison to people who don't have um who haven't you know fully matured yeah and i think everyone well, agrees with that yeah i would agree with that but they're not gonna do anything about it no they're not gonna do anything about it no what can you even do i don't know I mean, I mean see, see like it's kind of like the same thing I mean you go back to the government trials like it's the same thing like what can we do like it's so it's so out of our yeah I mean this is how I think like it's so out of my reach that yeah I'm just like I just gotta like I, I deal with up. it like yeah, yeah you can bring awareness and you can you can tell people you can tell people like like hey like watch out for yeah. so and so like hey when you download TikTok like yeah if, if you see your kids scrolling through it like this is the kind of things they probably might see. I think you know, like, your approach is a better approach mm-hmm. because if when it, because the person you're most likely to warn about it is going to be your own kid. Am I right? Yeah. And then, 100%. but then that's what it takes is it takes a parent to be like, hey, like, yeah. you're not going to have TikTok. Yeah. Or you're not going to have a smartphone because I know what kinds of things are on there. Yeah. So I feel like our generation might be smarter with that. Yeah. But also, like, the generation right now, it kind of took them off guard. Yeah. It came out of nowhere. Yeah. It really did. Like, when did TikTok even become a thing? I don't think – it wasn't a thing whenever we started college, was no. it? 20, uh, yeah, 2016, 2017. Like, no. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It literally, like, popped up in the United States, and it was – like, it took it by storm, bro. Yeah. And then you see – Well, we had we, – we, we had Vine. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. But that – like, that was just straight entertainment, bro. I don't yeah. – like the six second video, like yeah, they were typically funnier videos of like six second snippets. Yeah, and I wonder. I wonder what the difference is. Why did Why did TikTok take off <clears throat> and not that? Mm-hmm. Maybe ease of access or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Wasn't the right time. Yeah, it's kind of scary. Yeah. It's kind of scary, man. Yeah, but it'll take. I think just when our generation has kids they'll be more like wary about it yeah because right now all it takes is someone to put a little something in the algorithm that recommends something crazy to get remember the tide pod eating thing we had kids (laughs) eating tide pods yeah like all it takes is something like that and then you have a serious issue the trend you got kids like yeah pushing you ever seen the one where they're pushing up against the chest when you're on the wall yeah, yeah, that was bad. That was when people I was a kid. Were, people yeah. were dying, dude. dude. I know, I know. That's crazy. But now it's it has a bigger reach now. Yeah. And so it could be a serious problem. Yeah. And like, and and we won't get too far into this because I don't want to get taken down. But like, that's what I see with all this, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like, uh, gender theory and stuff. Yeah. Where we get into that, like it's it's a, yeah. it's it's like a. The cool new trend. Yeah, you know? you know what? You know, uh, I know, I know, girls and and men, men and women who they are 
hesitant to have kids because they don't want their kids to be like yeah growing up in this which is wild like yeah like, for someone like if you're someone who wants to have a family and now you you change your mind about it solely because of like what the world's like I yeah that's crazy that it's crazy it's sad that it's like that and then what i would say is well you need to just you mm-hmm. if you have such a good opportunity here to like raise a child that can be part of a world that's not like that yeah and all you have to do and it is it's going to take some sacrifice you're probably going to have to you know spend more time with your kids and stuff but i I have a feeling once you have kids you're going to want to make your life about them you know what i mean not that i have kids but you're going to have to maybe sacrifice some career opportunities or whatever to raise your kids properly yeah excuse me and i talked about this i forget who i talked about this with but like the school system the way it is now i don't think is is you're not raising your kids like the till the whatever your whoever the teacher is is raising your kid mm-hmm. like public schooling yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's that's not good like, <sighs> you gotta raise your kids man yeah. you gotta yeah. raise your kids yeah you're not don't take like don't let school be like babysitting mm-hmm. like a babysitting opportunity if you pick your kids up you or you drop your kids off for school and you pick them up after school and then you take them home make them dinner and then everyone goes to sleep is you're that not, really are you raising your kids you're not asking what they did at school today you're not asking what their teacher talked about today? I know. But even if you are, they're spending eight hours with that teacher, right? Yeah. yeah. So, who's yeah. raising the kids? Yeah. And are you, like, who's that teacher? Because yeah. I've seen some yeah. teachers yeah. that I don't want around my yeah. kids. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Facts. Yeah. Not anyone in particular. I've also had really fantastic teachers. So, yeah. I, I mean, it's too. a mix. But yeah. uh, you just got to be Can you remember any of your teachers? Like, Yeah. Like, I, I I can, like, now I can, I remember uh, this lady named Mrs. Halverson. She was my third grade teacher. And then, like, just pulling names out, like, uh-huh. out of my head. Like, I, I don't think I, and then my wrestling coach was also my math teacher in high school, Miss, uh, Coach Wadsman. But, like, pulling out, like, names of, like, my teachers is hard for me. It's, uh, I could definitely plot. I had, like, a pivotal yeah. teacher in my life. Good teachers, but never one that like. I, I've always been on a good course. So yeah, like, yeah, I never, I didn't have to be changed to go onto a good course for sure. Teacher, you know? Yeah, I was the same way. Like, there's no teacher that needed to make huge impact on me. Yeah, for because like we had both had good parents and stuff. But, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, I could pull some name. I was I'm from like a really German area. Everyone had the same last name, so I just had to <laughs> yeah. pick one of those names, yeah. and it would be one of my yeah. teachers. Yeah. But uh, I mean, yeah, I had some really good teachers. My history teachers must have been really good because I'm I love history now. Uh, at this you point do. in my life, I do love history. So I guess my my history teachers must have been made an impact on me. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. It's good, but I want to get I want to steer directions. Yeah. <laughs> into we were talking about the other day. We were talking about your last year here at Penn State. Yeah. And you're at UPenn now. Do you want to like? tell people what you're doing at UPenn and stuff yeah yeah let's fill them in I yeah. think uh so I because gradu- we get a lot of questions me specifically I'll see like a wrestling fan a Penn State wrestling fan maybe like so what are you doing now mm-hmm. or they'll ask me about you I'll mm-hmm. be like uh he's coaching at UPenn blah 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 like people aren't informed so go ahead yeah and you know what's before I get into that you know what's interesting is I we came I came back for the national team camp here in State College yeah and it's awesome seeing the kids, like kids I went to school with, yeah. like 
someone like Donovan, who's a senior now, um, Baylor Shunk, who's a senior now, or maybe graduating. Uh, he's was he at one more year? I don't know. Maybe, man. Yeah. E- either way, like seeing those kids, like, and it's so encouraging how they, and I like, I never felt like I like I went out of my way to. I just felt like I did the right thing. Like, uh-huh. I was a good teammate because I was supposed to be a good teammate. Yeah. And so it's always really nice, like, yeah. when those guys see me and they're always excited. They're, there's uh, <clears throat> there's a couple times where they're like, oh, it's not the same without you here. I like, know, I know. Oh, that's, that's that's a perpetual feeling, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, anyways, I so now I, I moved to Philly after I graduated uh, December 2020. Um, I wrestled at the, the Pennsylvania Regional Training Center under um, Coach Brandon Slay. Awesome, dude. Um, and I'm also the, the, what was the volunteer assistant coach Yeah, has been moved by the NCAA to just assistant coach. Now um, you can get paid. I can get, can I make can make that Skrill up. Yep. <laughs> that Skrill <laughs> Yep. Um, and so, uh, with that though, um, I've, I've also gotten to, um, get into recruiting, Yeah, which has been, it's, uh, it's definitely different. Like, and it's tough. Dude, it's freaking tough. This dude. is what I want to know about is like the recruiting from the point of view of a coach. Yeah. Because I remember when I was a kid getting recruited, my dad was like a good gatekeeper and stuff. Yeah. And I I don't know. Why is it tough? <laughs> yeah. So I'll I'll go off of I'll go off of my experience yeah. now talking to recruits. Like my dad was also that for me. In a in a sense that but but the rules were different. You couldn't call a recru- uh, recruit until June fifteenth, going into their senior year. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And now you can call a recruit June fifteenth, going into their junior year. Oh, they're all committed as freshmen these days, anyway. It's a, it's crazy. It's insane. I dude, I was out my freshman year. I was playing Pokemon on my Game Boy. I, I didn't think. Like, I didn't even <laughs> think about wrestling. In college. Yeah. I don't think. I dude, even, I know you were. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if I was gonna wrestle in college. Yeah. And then Penn State was recruiting me, and I was like, yeah, I mean, they're pretty good, right? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, they're like eight-time national champions. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go see. I'll see what and, they're about. <laughs> yeah, see what's up there. Um, And so, but I can definitely, I know when I was being recruited, there were times where, like, a coach would text me, and I'd forget to text back, or, like, yeah. they'd call me. I was, I feel like I was pretty good about returning calls, at least. Sure. Um, but now like it can be cause, cause, because they're so, they're younger technically than when I was in, mm-hmm. uh, being recruited. Um, I just feel like, I just feel like it's tougher. It's like, you it's, really are dealing with kids. Yeah. Yeah. And they're making adult decisions. Yeah. This isn't whenever you choose where to go to college and, and now we're talking about NIL and stuff Yeah, and probably less so with Ivy Leagues and stuff. Yeah. But still you're you're talking about NIL, so you're talking about money, you're talking about scholarship, you're talking about all these things. These they are know, dude. dude, they don't even they haven't <laughs> they even t- they're not even required to take a finance class in high school. Like <laughs> yeah. they don't know they don't know. But it's a serious adult decision, but you're literally talking to kids. Yeah. And so then as a coach you're put in a position where you're talking to a kid where I remember when I was a kid, I was like, is this coach trying to take advantage of me? I don't yep. know. Or is he trying to actually? He says he wants to do right by me and stuff, but is he actually? Yep. Yeah. You know, so it's it's just a weird, weird yeah. spot. Yeah. 
and actually doing it um there is there is some there's some fulfilling things about it i think it uh i mean it's always good like making new relationships and yeah even like me this is me personally i can't speak for other coaches but me personally like if i'm like now that i'm kind of starting to get to know these kids like even if they don't end up coming to Penn, which I hope they would. Yeah. Even if they don't, and the reality is, they like all of them won't. Yeah. Um, they're they're always gonna have like they're always gonna have a friend in me. Some coaches aren't like that. I know some coaches. It's aren't sad. Like that. Actually, I remember you used to have a blog or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the first blogs you put out was lessons about whenever you're getting recruited Mm -hmm. and i remember reading that and i was like wow Mm -hmm. every kid needs to read this man this is Mm -hmm. good stuff you know i'll I'll see if i can uh i'll see if i can find it but yeah yeah see if you can find it i should i I should repost that because because it i mean that was as that was as like i mean i was young i was like that was like my freshman or sophomore year so Mm -hmm. it was fresh and now that was as um what's the word like authentic of of like a writing that i've probably done it felt like a reaction it felt like a reaction and it was but it was good it was really good stuff yeah it was really good stuff yeah yeah and maybe it's like something that like some kids need to hear Mm -hmm. especially the part i think there's a part about it where you were saying some coaches are going to sit you down and they're going to not let you leave the room until (laughs) they get a commitment out of you yeah and and that one and you were saying don't like hold your ground blah 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 and like some kids just need to hear that yeah because some kids don't know that that's about to happen yeah you know what I mean? Now, I now being a coach, yeah, I have, I have learned that obviously not every kid is in my is going to be in my position, right? Number number one recruit coming out of high school, and is going to have that luxury, yeah, of being able for to sure. Wait. And so, like now, now that I am older and I coach and I recruit, like now I have a little bit more insight on it. And my, my new advice would be like, hold your ground, but also recognize a good thing when you have it. Yeah. If they want you. Yeah. And yeah, like do your best to recognize when they want you. Do your best to, um, see a good thing when you got it. Cause they're, cause like, it's still prominent that there will be coaches that will give you a scholarship but they'll say, you got a week. Yeah. If you're if you're like a top fifteen guy at your weight class, yeah, that's probably going to be a popular thing. Yeah. Because because a like a coach will spend time with you and um and they'll offer you those things, but the reality is, like I said, we're not going to get all of them. Uh-huh. So we need we we have to be able to like like if you if you're not ready to commit. Like, we got to be ready to go get someone else. Yeah. Which is, it sucks, but that's the name of the game. So, while we're on the subject, for, like, young wrestlers that want to wrestle in college, what traits are you looking for in high school wrestlers where you're like, that's a kid that we can develop into, um, you know, an All-American national champion? Yeah. Well, let's go, let's do, um, I'll go through, like, like, our core values of the program. Sure. First and foremost, character. Uh-huh. Like, I would so much rather be like be around, train with the kid who is a good kid. Might not have had the accolades of another 
another like more decorated guy, but he's a good guy and he comes in, he doesn't miss workouts, he's dedicated, wants to get better. You know, like those things are and like and if you if you are one of those kids who has those decorated things, but you're also not um like relatable or like have good character, like we might not we might not ask you about it. Yeah. But we're going to ask your coaches, Dude. you know, yeah. like, and that's we'll ask people to figure it out. That's what people ask me. Like coaches, like if we have people transfer out or if there's high schoolers from my hometown and coaches are recruiting them, they'll come to ask me. They don't ask me how good he is. They don't ask me like anything about that. They ask what kind of person is he? Mm-hmm. Like what does he do in his spare time? That mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So 100% exactly. on the money. Um Another one of our core values is uh, community matters. Okay. And uh, that, I mean, that's not, it's, it's, it's important to us with the community that we have in Philly, mm-hmm. but also like it always helps like knowing, knowing we're getting a kid that doesn't mind, doesn't mind moving mats if we need help moving mats. Yeah. Doesn't mind putting their hands in, getting their hands dirty if we need them to get their hands dirty. Like I know, um, I know when I was in like when I was in school, the big thing was always like setting up for camps. Dude, yeah, huge. And there, like, there would be times where, like, by the way, numbers were light this year. Really? No, I'm just kidding. Oh yeah, I was like, <laughs> no, they weren't. <laughs> um. Anyways, like, it's it's nice having those those guys that it doesn't matter how good you are, like, mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna come in if we need you to come in, kind of thing. Um, enjoyment. We want we want kids that are ready to. Ready to work hard, ready to have fun. Yeah, you know, like be around the team, take time to build relationships with the team, build relationships with the coaching staff. So, and that's just like, I don't have to get like all the way into those are three of yeah. three of re- like really important ones. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's just like all in all, like if you want to wrestle in college, the overall the overall scheme of things is that colleges, like if a college takes a, if a college sees a bad guy, uh, a, a, a bad, uh, a good wrestler with bad character, they're taking a chance on you. Oh yeah, for if sure. You, don't be the kid that like, they're, if they're taking a, a chance on you. Yeah. On you is yeah. The, is the big, the big thing. Yeah, for sure. That's yeah. That's good stuff. I, and, I, and I didn't even go into like wrestling. I didn't even go into like no no not at all you know what I'm saying like not at all yeah that's yeah. what matters for sure because how much improvement you know as much as I do you could have kids that are the best they won four state titles blah 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 they get into college and then that bad character it catches up because once you get into college man everybody's coming for your throat yeah and then but and then, every, everybody's a state champion everybody's a state champion <laughs> yeah everyone's, and so you're looking for someone that has the character traits that you're going to be that are going to be suitable to developing a wrestler right because you are going to get better in college Mm -hmm. you're not you're not peaking in high school you need to be ready to get your butt kicked in practice (laughs) and to learn new things in college like that is i've got i'm a completely different wrestler yeah than what i was whenever i came in yeah um so yeah I, i would agree with all that where do um where what kind of role do parents play in the whole recruiting process it it depends and I'll tell you this, the, this is, um, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to like, I'm not, I'm not going to throw anybody on the bus back, sure. but I don't want to do is like, 
Like, there have been coaches who have told me, like, the parents who are, like, too into it, yeah. it's tough, dude. It's hard. For sure. Well, I know from fact, there's some places my dad probably wouldn't have let me go. Gone. Yeah, yeah. And for that coach, that coach is probably looking at it and saying, get this guy out of my way. <laughs> yeah. And then, but then, from my perspective, looking back, I'm like, at least my dad was looking out for me. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So. And, well, and... That's probably a good thing. Yeah. That's a good thing. Um, But see, the thing about it is like every college thinks that's the best place for you to be. They're uh-huh. supposed to think like that. So like even, even yeah, for, for sure. you, like coming to Penn State, like I'm sure even like a place like Indiana who like isn't, isn't as prominent as Penn State, obviously, probably like middle tier Big Ten team, good, has good guys, great coaches, like. When when they were in the middle of recruiting you, I guarantee they were like, "This is the best place for you." And every every place said that. There's one coach. Yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna like uh, name anybody. No. There's one coach from a program that was recruiting me that I was good family friends with, and he said, "Hey, you know, I understand that you're probably not gonna come to school here um, because I know who's recruiting you, but I will answer any questions and help you out in any way." throughout your recruiting process and if you want to come here obviously you know we're going to take care of you and that was so good to hear man yeah um and i remain friends with that guy to this day but yeah 100 every but everyone else is like yeah this is the best place for you to be yeah when you when you have when you like bring kids on uh like official visits unofficial visits we have this thing called junior day um which is like bringing on like 20 25 juniors to campus it can be, um, it can be tough when you got like if you got a parent that's like, and I have to say like I, I've went through this. I, I know I, I know coaches who have went through yeah something like this. When you have parents who are just like, like, asking personal questions. Uh huh. Like I know you want to learn about us, but we also we want you to learn about this school. Yeah, we yeah, want you to learn sure. about Penn. Like yeah, this is gonna be your home. Yeah, for dude. Four years, maybe longer if you decide to stay. That is hard for parents and wrestlers to realize. Mm-hmm. Is that whenever you're getting recruited, or you're looking at a school, they their mind is so narrowed at the wrestling program. Mm-hmm. When you're actually you're not getting recruited to a wrestling program, you are, but you're getting you're basically entering an entire community, mm-hmm. an entire uh, family of people. Because and you know as well as I, the, we interact daily with the wrestling program, but there's so many people that made such a huge impact on us that we're now within the wrestling program. So there's yeah. so much more to it. Yeah, and I'll tell you, like I'm definitely um, like I coach at Penn now. I can assume I'm gonna be coaching at other universities uh-huh. at some point in my life, and I'll tell you like. There is nothing I love more than Penn State, truthfully. Yeah, I love Penn State, bro. Like, For sure. I like. I'm such a. I'm such a happy like, Penn State graduate. Everyone I, is. I love the school. I love like anytime I anytime I like if I'm traveling, I see a Penn State guy like wearing like a Penn State shirt or a yeah. hat. Like it's easy making conversation with them just because we got that in relation. Like, yeah, that's just like you're saying. Like, I came. I. Did I come to Penn State to wrestle? Yes. But as I went through that, like, I love Penn State. Dude, and, and, and I got lucky because mm-hmm. I didn't even know really much about Penn State. I remember coming, and I was like, yeah, okay, 
best wrestling program in the country. Good kinesiology. Like, I want to go to med school, which, spoiler alert, I'm not going to med school. <laughs> like, that's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But at the time, that's what I was thinking. I was like, okay, uh, good school. A little bit culty. Yeah. But, like, in, okay. In such a good way, It's though. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, whatever. I'll overlook it. And then I get here, and I experience it and i'm like wow i freaking love this place i don't I, i'm not without my complaints like i definitely have complaints but everyone has complaints about wherever yeah. they're from but yeah it was an incredible community and i would imagine you're trying to take you know some of the good positive parts about it and implement it you yeah. know in your own personal life in your relationship with your athletes and yeah stuff, so yeah 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 let's let's get into let's get into that that covid talk yes a good story when you, yeah when you told me so I'll preface. Okay. Um, after the Big Tens, I I ended up getting one. I got I got pretty sick, and then two. I pulled my. I'm pretty sure I never went to Dan or anything about this. Our trainer, but I'm pretty sure I like pulled my hamstring. Okay. You, you can see it in the match. In the match, I um I got in like a full split in the third yeah. period, and I'm pretty sure I pulled my hamstring somehow. So like I was like hardly walking. I didn't really feel it that day. Yeah. But the next couple of days, like it hurt to sit, it hurt to walk, like, and on top of that, I was sick, very yeah. sick for I, a day or two. I think I got a little sick, not as sick as you, mm-hmm. where I, I was, was still like, coming to practice. I was bedridden. You were bedridden. I wasn't bedridden. I had like a little cough, but I also got a few injuries. And now that I think about it, there's a lot of injuries in that tournament. It was Big Tens at Rutgers, and I wonder if some of those injuries may have been related to. Um, the fact that maybe people were under the weather, didn't know it. I don't know. But anyway. So, yeah. So, I – so, like, going into this, going into co- going into the NCAA championships, I was, like, kind of worried. Yeah. So I was like, I can't train. Yeah. My leg is mangled up, it feels like. Yeah. And the, like – so, I went that whole week, and then the next week was when we had – there was a pra- the practice that had gotten canceled, and I wasn't there. Yeah. And now – you can go into what that practice was like. So I remember specifically, it was Thursday, March 12th. That's my birthday. Yeah. March 12th is my birthday. I remember this day because I was like coming in and like I had a little bit of a, I was banged up too and I had lost in the finals. So I was like, okay, like I'm not super happy today. And I wasn't really paying attention to the COVID thing a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then we got in and they're like, hey, it was like, just like a news story. Yeah, it was a new story. It was going on. I was like, whatever. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, probably not going to reach here. And then we get in, and they're talking about, hey, like, they they just canceled, like, the D3 Nationals mm-hmm. while it was going on. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of thinking, I was like, oh, man. That's D3. That's D3. <laughs> and then someone D3. said they're definitely can- – like, they're canceling everything. And so mm-hmm. someone said they were going to cancel ours today. And then someone got a text saying, yeah, they're going to cancel it in, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. So we're sitting down for practice. Kale Sanderson, just no clue. Like, no idea. Yeah. <laughs> he was just, like, running practice, bro. Yeah. He, he's he's probably, like, one of the smartest dudes I know as far as, like, lifestyle. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like, lifestyle and, like, character-wise. Like yeah. Building good athletes who are good people. And winning national championships. Yep. He's obviously. really good at that. But as far as, like, worldly... Yeah, he's pretty out of touch. He doesn't pay attention. Yeah, I don't think he cares because it doesn't have anything to do with us winning a national championship. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, and then so someone's like, "Hey, they're gonna cancel the nationals," and he was like, "What? Why?" (laughs) (laughs) They're like COVID, and he said, "Oh, like that's a big deal." (laughs) Yeah, and then they canceled it 
right when like during practice when we started practice. Yeah. And it was it was a weird day because we didn't play dodgeball. We just kind of like got going and drilling. It was just like everything was off, bro. Yeah. Everything was off. Everything was off anyways because yeah. we qualified six people. Dude, yeah. But I'll say this. If that tournament happened, we had a good chance to win with six oh, people. We were going to freaking win, we bro. We are going to win. With six people, it's going to be legendary. We are going we to figure it out. We, yeah, we had the confidence to go in there. Yeah, yeah. We were going to figure it out. But anyway, it doesn't matter because it got canceled. And it was – he brought him in, told everybody, and everyone just walked out with their heads down. Mm-hmm. And Chinzo kind of ran out, and I could understand why he was very upset. You weren't there. You may have done the same thing. But it was really – there, because there was nothing that like a team leader could have said. As Chinzo was gone, he was very upset. I understand. There's nothing that I could have said. I have another year, obviously. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that I could have said that would have made anyone feel better. Because there's mm-hmm. nothing. There's no reason to feel better. So it was really weird, and it was just kind of the way it was. Mm-hmm. But then now I look back and I kind of see the truth of everything. And what happened afterwards, I think that they made the best decision they could have with the knowledge that they did. Mm-hmm. But then in the year after that, I just we just talked about the Penn State community. And I can't really blame Penn State because I feel like it happened everywhere. Mm-hmm. But I, I felt like I was a target mm-hmm. because I, they came with this vaccine. And at first I was like, okay, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. You know, I vaccinated, get back to normal. And then I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait a second. Wait a second. You're telling me I can't do all the things that I want to do unless I get vaccinated? You know what's, yeah, you know what's crazy? Yeah. Like, you're, like, without those stipulations, you probably would have happily taken it. And then yeah. now with, like, these stipulations, you're like, yeah. wait a minute. Because you know the kind of guy I am. It's yeah. the same thing, specifically, it comes out specifically with television shows <laughs> yeah. and movies. The yeah. more people tell me that I need to watch something, the less likely I am to watch <laughs> yeah. it. And dude, yeah. and they wanted me to take this vaccine so bad mm-hmm. that they were willing to exclude me from everything, couldn't go anywhere. And so I, me being the kind of guy that I am, a stubborn you know, ass, I'm just like, okay, well, I'm never taking it now. <laughs> like, I don't know if it'll help me or not, but I'm not taking it because yeah. you guys want me to take it so bad and yeah. you're being a jerk. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's like, um, it's like, I, it was like a little kid where they're being jerks about it. And so I don't even care if it would help me. It's like when you're I'm not cleaning, taking it. It's like when you're about to go clean your room and then someone tells you to clean your room and you're like, what did you just say? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, my room. It's, it's like you're on I'm your way up this? to clean your room yeah. and then your mom tells you to clean your room and you're like, okay, well now I'm not cleaning <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Straight up. Dude. But then, but then, you know, years later I look back and I'm like, I- I'm actually glad I didn't take it. Yeah, and I'm glad I had the forethought. And a lot of people took it. I don't think it's a big deal, but definitely scientifically proven at this point, it didn't do the things that they said it was going to do. Yeah. It did. Yeah. And but they literally, it was the first time in my entire life where I felt like my own community and everyone in it was trying to bully me, and I was not happy. Yeah. It was the first time in my I, life. I know you. Like. Yeah, yeah. You were not with that. No, I was not with that. It was the first time in my life where I felt. Um, uh, I felt I had negative feelings towards the police. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because the police were being jerks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was a it was a very unique experience in my life, and I did not like it. And I was I can't even tell you how close I was to leaving mm-hmm. Penn State because of it. 
But yeah. there's not really anywhere else to go. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because it was the same everywhere. Yeah. But um, I don't know. What yeah. were your What was your experience so, through all that? Yeah, getting so after I graduated, when I moved to Philly, we couldn't even get into the pen room for a few months. Yeah, we were training at. Uh, how how quickly after that season did you take the job at Penn? Uh, I forget. No, it was it was a, a few months, not until okay. July. Okay, yeah, that's uh, right. Because cause, uh, the EIWA canceled. Or no, not the EIWA, the Ivy Leagues. Yes, They yeah. didn't have a season. So all December, or all January through literally until probably um, like August, the kids were training freestyle with us. Because they weren't going to wrestle folk style. Yeah. And it really sucked because at that point I didn't know them very well. But it was another one of those it is what it is things. Like they had no control over their season being canceled. And not yeah. only their season being canceled, there's other kids who are wrestling. Yeah, dude. I, I can't even imagine for the Ivy Leagues. Dude, in, in Ivy Leagues there's a lot of guys, specifically at Cornell, um, mm-hmm. like Yanni and Vito that were – you know, in line to win national championships and stuff. Yeah. Right. And then they're just watching everyone else wrestle and they're just losing their year. Yeah. Which is, I mean, uh, I think they got those years back. I don't know. But anyway, yeah. terrible. And I heard some, like, some stuff about Ivy Leagues where they're picking up kids in vans and stuff that weren't vaccinated, whatever. That's wild. I don't know anything about it. Don't yeah. want to comment on it. But I heard about it and it sounds terrible. Yeah. So. Yeah. And we had, we had a lot of rules to follow. Um, we had, and it's amazing now because we have, we had some guys who were on the team that did not get vaccinated. Uh huh. Which, by the way, like to me, it was like, do you, bro? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get it, but I'm not gonna think of you differently if you don't get it. Yeah. That's just kind of how I roll. And now you fast forward three years, and like, it's it's a fourth, it's a fourth thought. Like, no yeah. one even, it's not even like an ask anymore, dude. Which is it, weird. It's it insane because yeah. people would literally judge. Your entire character, <laughs> without knowing a thing about you, based on whether or not you were vaccinated, yeah. or in certain places like whether or not you had a mask on. Yeah, right. If you weren't wearing a mask in certain places, they would look at you and say that dude is a freaking Nazi, bro. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like really, I'm the Nazi. You're the one that's trying to make me wear a mask while I sit down and eat. Like, yeah. who's the Nazi? Yeah, Come on. you're you're the one following the Nazis. <laughs> you know? But it was it was the close. That's what I mean. It, mm-hmm. It's everyone, and people like to th- think that nothing crazy. Like if the government said, you know, hey, you know, you guys all gotta start hopping on one leg. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean for your own health. Mm-hmm. I used to think that people would be like, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But then after that whole thing, I was like, dang, all of state college might be hopping on one leg if the government <laughs> told them to, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and, that, and it really depends on where you live. Yeah. Like, what kind of, like, how you think people would react to something like that. But yeah, definitely, I can see state college being an area of... Yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's, I mean, obviously there's a lot of people that might be and, involved and in government, but... It's a college town. It's a college town, so it's going to have people different always coming in and out. political leanings and, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, people are coming in and out, so you don't want to get in trouble, blah, blah, blah. But I um, – yeah, I'm, I'm just a very – I'm a person who doesn't react well to authority, mm-hmm. um, which is why, like, specifically with my relationship with our coaches, I felt was really healthy because they were, number one, I felt like they were my friends and people that I could trust with things. Mm-hmm. And so then whenever they are telling me to do something – 
it's not an order. It's a a this is what is going to make a difference for you. And so I, I'm going to do it because I trust them. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Versus if I, if the, if it was just a coach athlete relationship, and they said, "Hey, you need to do this," I would be like, "Okay, well, stop telling me what to do." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's a testament to good coaching too. Oh, 100 percent. Know what the heck they're doing? Yeah, yeah, and and I I've always said I, whenever the COVID thing was going on, yeah, and I was thinking about leaving, um, the the people close to me that knew I was thinking about leaving was like, "Well, where would you go to wrestle?" I just said nowhere. I'm not gonna go wrestle. I'm gonna go do something else. Like, yeah. I don't want to wrestle anywhere else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it was a tough time, um, and it's crazy because once again, I just felt like people turned on each other. Yeah. People turned on each other. Where? Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I've heard stories like people losing, like losing friendships. Like, it's, it's like I lost sad. friendships over it. Yeah, man. it's crazy. I lost Messed friendships up. over it. Like you're lo- you're not gonna be my friend because I didn't get a. F- a medical treatment that I didn't want to get like come mm-hmm. on but yeah that's really how it was and it's crazy because that's no one's fault but this I think this is my opinion I feel like politicians and the media pointed at people on the other side and this is both sides they pointed at the other side and said they're doing something that's not the same as you're doing they're the bad guys they're evil for it Mm-hmm. And then it just like, and then it just starts a shouting match. Yeah, it's like, well, I'm not evil. You're evil. You know what I mean? And so yeah. it just starts a shouting match, and no one's willing to understand each other. And then caught in the middle are all these people that just want to like, hold on, hold on, S- take a second. Can we just think about the logic here? Mm-hmm. But no sides. Like, no, it's not about logic. It's about whether you're on team red or team blue. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It'd be interesting. It'd be interesting to, even if there was like a. Even if there's like a Reddit forum or something of people who broke off friendships, like yeah. what do they think about that now? There has yeah. to be some sort of regret of like, there has to be regret of like, yeah, breaking off a friendship or something like that because you fast from that point and you fast forward now three years out of that, like, like I said, it's like a forethought. Like, it's not even like. I'm sure there are some companies that might require you to have a vaccine, maybe still, but the... I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so because... it's gone now. A company called the Daily Wire sued the federal government on the vaccine mandate, and the federal government said said it was illegal. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. But... I don't know. You know, maybe some companies do. Yeah. But but that'd be just like like an interesting, like... (sighs) Yeah. Getting people's thoughts on it, you know? I'm going to be honest, I don't think there's a lot of people that are going to be willing to admit that they regret mm-hmm. it. Because I think, this is once again my personal opinion, I think there's a serious lack of morality in this country right now. And a lot Lack of morality and a lot of ego. A lot of ego, and I think that's because of a decline in faith. Mm-hmm. Whatever faith that is. I'm yeah, not yeah, saying yeah. Christian faith, Muslim faith, anything. I think yeah. it's a decline in faith in general. And because, and this is a discussion that I had with Greg whenever he was on the podcast, I feel like morality is rooted in faith. Because mm-hmm. if it's not rooted in faith, it can't be come. It can't come from anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I feel like that the lack of faith and the lack of people involved in communities in which morality is the goal, there's a loss of morality, and so there's people that aren't. There's a lack of feeling of guilt over things i feel guilt every day about things that i do everyone does it's part of our conscious but then whenever you go and you say hey you know do you think that you may have done the wrong thing here do you think that maybe you're wrong 
I feel like there's such a there's no consequence to saying no I was right of mm-hmm. course I was right you know what yeah, I mean yeah. it's like I, I'm doubling down yeah and so I, I feel like our culture is a double down culture yeah you know what I mean because there's no there's no consequences for it really in real life mm-hmm. um the only consequence would be on your own conscience but I feel like mm-hmm. people don't really care about that anymore mm-hmm. yeah you have any comment on that or <laughs> No. I went on a rant. <laughs> I, I enjoyed listening to it. Yeah, I don't. I don't really have a. I don't. The reason I don't have a comment is because I agree. Like, I, like yeah. I fully agree with all, you, all is, of what you said. What role does really like a, faith play in your life? In my life, it's. I mean, it's. It's big because. It's a. It holds a big part of my life because of. Um, one where I am. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of brothers where I am of I know Coach Slay is uh, very vocal in his Christian faith and everything yeah. which is awesome that's like my favorite part about him but yeah well that and um, not to say it's not like forced on me like I want to yeah um, and we do we do a good job of I don't know how do I want to put this we do a good job of having like minded people around yeah around yeah. us the, the RTC mm-hmm. um, as far as and and it it helps because um it's just nice knowing like you have whether you put it like i have that like behind me i have that in front of me kind of thing like people that have your own values yes yeah and we share a lot this is what i say is the best way to trust someone that you've never met before is figure out what their background is Mm -hmm. and if you can figure out what their faith is too like that's big too because then you're gonna know what their values are Mm -hmm. and it's i think it's silly to pretend that that's not something where you want to have like-minded people around you know i know like we talk about diversity and stuff and i think that's important Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day do you value uh honesty Mm -hmm. you know what i mean because if honesty is not one of your values that's not diversity that i'm looking for Mm -hmm. because I, i want to make sure that you value the same things as I do. And, and why is honesty good? Right? Give me a reason why honesty is good um, just from your own heart. And so, um, yeah, finding people that have the same values as you is, is extremely important. And I would say, like, Penn State does a good job of that. It mm-hmm. sounds like UPenn does a good job of that. And if you're going to build a successful team, mm-hmm. people that have the same values, that's going to make a successful team, I think. Mm-hmm. One so. one thing that I liked about Coach Kale and that now I do as a coach is telling biblical stories, not because they're in the Bible, yeah, but because of the lessons you can learn from them. Yeah, for sure. I don't share I don't share those things trying to like form our team into a Christian, yeah, organization. I share those things because of just the it's about doing the right thing, I guess. Yeah, and. and um, those kind of those stories, parables, whatever, whatever you want to call them, like yeah, they are they're worth sharing to young kids who are going through a pivotal part of their life, those yeah. four years of college, like because no matter where you are, no matter where you go to school, there's gonna be there's gonna be distractions. Yeah, it's inevitable. And so, where where's your heart at, dude? Where's in- your mind at? when those distractions come up if you're an atheist or any other faith dude 
if you look at the Bible, there's some like good, great sto- stories. Stories that yeah. just like there's a good moral to the stories, yeah. man. Like you don't have to be a Christian to read it, yeah, or anything like that. And it's the same thing. I remember I had this one friend one time, and she was a teacher, and I said, "Oh, you should share, you know, this." It's called the Parable of the Oranges. You remember Parable of the Oranges that Kaylee used to tell? Yep. And she was like, "Well, I can't share that." I said, "Why? <laughs> yeah. There's nothing to do with any faith or anything. It's the word parable. Wow. Because the word parable is Christian. Wow. Taught public school can't use the word parable. I said, "Okay, call it the story, story of, of the oranges." oranges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's just the story of the oranges. We share it. Yeah, but but she was worried about it, which says yeah. something about the public school system. Yeah. But. Um. Yeah, man, just really good stories that, and it's a, it's a, and this is the thing about kind of some of the modern ideas that are coming through right now and our hot topics mm-hmm. is humans have been around for millions of years. Mm-hmm. Do you really think that you're the first one to ever think that maybe a guy could be a girl? Yeah, no. 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 <laughs> like people have thought about that before. Yeah, yeah. And, and is there, do you think there might be a reason why that idea didn't win out. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's that's the way I think about it is yeah. the things that have been successful and uh because we know civilization is fragile, right? I mean, it's definitely fragile. Wars break out everywhere. I mean, we have a mainland war in Europe right now between Russia and Ukraine and most people after World War II probably would have or after the Soviet Union collapsed probably would have thought that would have never ever happened mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. so civilization is fragile so these ideas and these values that hold civilization together and build successful communities those are important and they just so happen to coincide with the values of I think certain religious communities mm-hmm and that's right. not to say that one religion is right, one religion is wrong, but let like let's take things that work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even if it's coincidence. Yeah. Coincidence. Yeah, and specifically like I, um, I do a little air quotes right Yeah, there. yeah. For sure. And and like specifically I would say like um people that uh there's a lot of people that will get anti Semitic and they'll talk about how like the Jewish community has a lot of money. Well, the Jewish community is knows that other people within their community shares their values. Right. And so they're going to support each other. And so as a result, they're also going to be successful because they've supported each other in their community. Mm-hmm. Right. And so people will take that and make a negative out of uh, make negative out of it when really they should be learning from it and saying, OK, I need to find people that share my values and we need to support each other and help find each other success. Mm-hmm. And we know that we can trust each other because we share each other's values. Speak, like, right. Right up that right up that alley. One thing that's great about the PRTC and that I can't, I can't speak on for any other RTC or team that I'm just because I know how it is here in Philly is we are, we do, we'll do like a, we label it like an FCA Bible study kind of thing, but some, like sometimes we'll be studying, like sometimes we'll go through a story of the Bible, but then there's sometimes where we'll just come in and just chop it up for yeah, man. Share, share stories, share, um, you know, lifestyle, share things that we're going through. Um, and it's, it's, it's an amazing, it's a great open book and, and it's exactly like what you said. Like, yeah, we, we got guys like Dave McFadden, who is like, 
and I think he would I think he would say that he would say this too but I really think that he has grown as much as he has and has found the as much success as he has because of those like opportunities that we have for like uh-huh. m- those type of meetings yeah and and I would say the same for me like um and then on top of that having we have a wide age range too yeah um between burger who's a little older than me and dave joey who's i think that age too and then jb who is uh a, you know a few years older than us and then with coach slay and rich rich perry who uh by the way is like doesn't miss practice he's yeah. always in there like <laughs> You know, nice for some for someone for for someone like those guys who like like I said we have a wide age range of experience that's just what it is like sharing experience of life mm-hmm. it makes it really good like we're not all young in our careers we're not all old in our careers we got a little bit of everything and and it's really nice having that in a team yeah man just having people that you can trust and like tell things to yeah. is important I can't even tell people how many things I like that happened to me. I'm like, I can't tell like certain people about this, but I'll be like, Mark's here. Like, I'll just tell Mark, like, mm-hmm. he's not going to judge me. He's not going to tell anybody else. Like, let me just but get that, his thoughts on this stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, that's because like, be put yourself around like-minded people. Yeah. I would say the same for you. If I had stories to share. Yeah. And actually I'm looking up at your, the poster you got up there, yeah, like, man. All, all of those guys. There's those guys, Jack, man. Nick Nevels, Anthony Cassar, you, me, Chenzo, Jason, Bo. Like that's my favorite poster, right there. Yeah, but like all of those guys, I know I could share a story. Yeah, share like a hardship, share a, go- a good story with any of those guys up there, and honestly, any of my teammates. And I know it wouldn't. There would be zero judgment. The only people or, missing from that poster friends. are McCutcheon and Zane. Yeah, yeah. Like, those are the only two guys missing from that poster because they were the year before. But, yeah, man, like, yeah, yeah we had a good – dude, we were part of some yeah. good teams. Like, like, but not, best... e- not even, like – this gets me excited. Not even uh, – like, yeah, we all did amazing things yeah. as far as award-wise. But, like, see, that's the thing people don't know. Like, were we all just going out there and wrestling? No. Dude. No. <laughs> no, no, we we went through so much together, and we yeah. had like so many different backgrounds, and and yeah, like we were a good team, not because we were good at wrestling, but because we were a good team. Yeah, it, dude, that's the one thing that strikes me about the teams that we were on as well is how different everybody was, mm-hmm. and, and and you talk about, um, and nowadays we we'll talk about like diversity. That wasn't on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't aim to have a diverse group of people. It just happened because we were looking for people that shared the same values, that wanted the same thing. And then mm-hmm. suddenly we have this team where everyone's so different and coming at it with a different approach and just killing it. And everyone mm-hmm. kind of fed each other. And then if you looked in our locker room, you would have never – no one that was not in our locker room and those – times could have ever guessed what was going on in our locker room like no <laughs> like but the bad obviously just besides besides the eight-man smash when you play it on the on the week yes yeah 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 
but you like, might be able to guess that. But, but even whenever we're traveling stuff, like, oh, like Penn State, they're about to go wrestle, I don't know, Iowa at Harvard Hawkeye. Like, what are they talking about? No one could guess, like, yeah. for sure. We, it, was, it was just yeah. a really interesting group of people. But one, one story that I like of, of that, just like the, the overall, like, personalities of us, when we were at Ohio State in 20... 19 we were at ohio state and that year i remember the school yeah yeah and i want to say it was either that year like uh, maybe the year before but whatever like we reenacted the (laughs) block kick (laughs) uh there's a video of it out there somewhere we reenacted the block kick on the map from from the penn state ohio state football game do you it know what's so crazy? Funny. All right, yeah. So, so Penn State blocked field goal kick, ran it back. Yeah. And then we reenacted it with the penalty block or whatever. Yeah. Do you know what's crazy? I think I was the only one that was taking part in that that had no idea what was going on. I was just like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I just not a football. Guy, I just like. blocked it, yeah. and I was just like, oh yeah, like we scored. <laughs> <laughs> and like, everyone's laughing. Like, I'm like, what's everyone laughing come about? Come block this kick. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it was. I mean, so, I'm sure you found out after. We were, a- afterwards, yeah. I found out. I was like, I would have never done that. Yeah. Out. <laughs> I'm not that kind of guy. But yeah, yeah. dude, that was really funny. That yeah. was a funny time. Like those kind of th- we'd be playing like there's videos like playing like Duck Duck Goose before. Man. I remember that too. Yeah. I don't think Kale was happy about the Duck Duck Goose thing. So yeah, that was a, that was a little too lax. It was a little bit too lax. Yeah, because Duck Duck Goose, you got. Eight of the guys sitting down doing nothing, so. Yeah. I mean, it's a preschool game. It is. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, we're at an hour. Do you have anything you want to add? Um. Any other topics, or you you want to wrap yeah. it? Uh, I'm going to wrap it up. That was, that was good so, conversation. Yeah, we covered a lot of think, good things. I think the recruiting stuff is particularly helpful. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. All right. No, that was good. That was good. Man. Sweet, man. Thanks, Mark. No problem, brother. <laughs>